Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Stephen Vincent Benet, and it occurred to me that we had not had a poem specifically for our younger listeners in quite a while. Stephen Vincent Benet has a couple such poems, but he also is best known for a book-length narrative poem of the Civil War called John Brown's Body, which came out in 1928 and for which he received the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry. And then he also wrote the short stories The Devil and Daniel Webster and By the Waters of Babylon, both of which are uh, quite famous and, and anthologized and studied. He also won the O. Henry Award, and he won a posthumous Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1944 as well. The poem that I'm going to read today is a poem that I'm getting from the anthology The Harp and Laurel Wreath, Poetry and Dictation for the Classical Curriculum, which uh, Laura Burquist is the editor of. And the poem is called Christopher Columbus. He wrote a series of poems about historical figures, Captain Kidd and George Washington and so forth. But for some reason, this one just uh, was one I wanted to read today. So hopefully you adult listeners will enjoy this, but um, this is a great one for, for kids. It's, a, it's just a fun one. So Christopher Columbus by Stephen Vincent Benet. There are lots of queer things that discoverers do. But his was the queerest, I swear. He discovered our country in 1492 by thinking it couldn't be there. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. For the very best maps of the day showed nothing but water, extensive and salt, on the west between Spain and Bombay. There were monsters, of course, every watery mile, great krakens with blubbery lips, and sea serpents smiling a crocodile smile as they waited for poor little ships. There were whirlpools and maelstroms without any doubt and tornadoes of lava and ink, which as nobody yet had been there to find out seems a little bit odd, don't you think? But Columbus was bold, and Columbus set sail thanks to Queen Isabella, her pelf. For he said, though there may be both monster and gale, I'd like to find out for myself. And he sailed and he sailed and he sailed and he sailed, though his crew would have gladly turned round, and morning and evening distressfully wailed, this is running things into the ground. But he paid no attention to protest or squall, this obstinate son of the mast. And so, in the end, he discovered us all, remarking, here's India at last. He didn't intend it. He meant to heave to at Calcutta, Rangoon, or Shanghai. There are many queer things that discoverers do, but his was the queerest. Oh my. <laughs> A very silly poem. But I just love that it, you know, how playful it is, the questionable history surrounding Christopher Columbus notwithstanding. It plays to the, or speaks to the, um, the mystery that is sometimes discovery, you know, some of the greatest or most profound or most historically um, important discoveries are things that are discovered by accident, places that are discovered by accident. Not unlike some of the greatest um, works of art, I suspect. It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of persistence. It takes a lot of effort to discover something by accident. You have to put out to sea. You have to stick to it. You have to be willing to, to uh, weather a storm or two or, you know, persist despite the odds, I suppose. And that's not unlike what it takes to, to be an artist, although perhaps it's less, less dangerous ultimately. But it takes persistence. It, it takes trying new things. It takes um, 
weathering the metaphorical storm or two. <laughs> um, there's a there's a lot to be said for the the connection between the explorer and the the artist, whether you're a poet or an illustrator or a novelist or someone who makes movies or whatever it is. So that's one of the reasons why I like this poem because it's it's specific to the con to the idea of of discovery and exploration. But it, but it speaks to those things in a way that is sort of universal. Um, and I think that's why it's appealing to adults, adults and kids alike. So once more, here is Christopher Columbus by Stephen Vincent Benet. There are lots of queer things that discoverers do, but his was the queerest, I swear. He discovered our country in 1492 by thinking it couldn't be there. It wasn't his folly. It wasn't his fault, for the very best maps of the day showed nothing but water, extensive and salt, on the west between Spain and Bombay. There were monsters, of course, every watery mile, great krakens with blubbery lips, and sea serpents smiling a crocodile smile as they waited for poor little ships. There were whirlpools and maelstroms without any doubt, and tornadoes of lava and ink, which, as nobody yet had been there to find out, seems a little bit odd, don't you think? But Columbus was bold, and Columbus set sail, thanks to Queen Isabella Herpelf, for he said, Though there may be monsters in Gale, I'd like to find out for myself. And he sailed, and he sailed, and he sailed, and he sailed, though his crew would have gladly turned round, and morning and evening distressfully wailed, This is running things into the ground! But he paid no attention to protest or squall, this obstinate son of the mast, and so in the end he discovered us all, remarking, here's India, at last. He didn't intend it. He meant to heave to at Calcutta, Rangoon, or Shanghai. There are many queer things that discoverers do, but his was the queerest, oh my. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. Be back on Monday with another poem for you.